Welcome everyone to Dr. John Bedker's Leadership Podcast, the podcast focused on leadership. The episode will begin shortly. Thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Dr. John Bedker Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, John Bedker. Well, today we're going to talk about the chairman of the Federal Reserve, chairman of the Fed, as it's called. His name, Jerome Powell. People uh, call him Jay Powell, so I'll do that throughout the uh, podcast here today. He's the 16th chair of the Federal Reserve. We're going to look at the role that leadership plays for Jay Powell, what his toolbox, so to speak, is, what its limitations are, and how he has utilized them from a very interesting time in our economic history. Well, let's begin at the beginning. Because he comes from roots, I think this context is important, that are interesting. As a young man, he went to Georgetown Prep. Some of you may know that school. Lots of famous people, not the least of which two Supreme Court justices, Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh. So that's where Jay Powell began, went on to Princeton and then to Georgetown Law. Had a history as a lawyer and then became an investment banker. Many people think that Jay Powell may be the wealthiest Fed chair ever. Well, interesting. And just again, point of reference, he succeeded Janet Yellen, now the Secretary of the Treasury, as Fed chair. Okay, so a little background there, uh, who he is, where he came from, where he went to school, is important. Okay, so what is the Fed? What's it all about? Well, we'll have a little definition of terms here. I think it'll be important. Many people will find this, you know, overly simple, simple, um, but maybe others will benefit. So here we go. Basically, two pieces of economic organization, economic management. We're going to talk about fiscal policy and monetary policy. Well, starting with fiscal policy, all about taxation, all about government spending, largely determined by government legislation. Makes sense. What are we talking about? We're talking about Congress and what their goal, I would argue their mandate, from a leadership point of view, certainly, is to have economic growth in our economy and a reduction in poverty. Okay, so that's the fiscal side, the government side, the law side, what Congress does or doesn't do, fiscal policy. Now, monetary policy. This is the area of the Fed. Monetary policy, all about interest rates and the supply of money in circulation. They might do these things and a few more, like, for instance, bank reserve requirements. How much money does that bank really need to keep on hand? Well, that would be something in the Fed's area of purview, monetary policy, but primarily setting interest rates 
and somehow trying to not necessarily control, but, but keep tabs on the supply of money. Both of these, fiscal policy and monetary policy, are used to influence the economy. The Fed, those people that do that, monetary policy, and Jay Powell, who we're talking about today, do this by a Fed funds rate. There you go, an interest rate. Right now, that rate uh, is bracketed between five and a quarter and five and a half percent. Okay, that's the 23-year highest federal funds rate we've had. Who sets the rate? A committee, part of the Fed, the Federal Open Market Committee, the FOMC. They set the rate. And what does that do? What happens then? Well, that's the number that domestic institutions can provide or be provided unsecured borrowing and it's done in U.S. dollars, and it happens typically overnight, okay? Borrowing money, returning money, back and forth. Well, if the economy is in need of some help, it seems reasonable and logical that they would lower interest rates. Well, as I said, this Fed funds rate is at a 23-year high, five and a quarter to five and a half percent. Now there are discussions about lowering interest rates. Maybe not soon, but coming. And the likelihood this year would be somewhere between one and three different rate cuts by the end of this calendar year. Okay, so we get a little bit about who's on first, who's on second, right? The government's can or doing the best they can at fiscal policy, and the Fed, chaired by Jay Powell, is doing the best they can on monetary policy. Again, each used to influence the economy. Well, let's talk about this economy and the tenure that Jay Powell has had with the Fed, and certainly now as its chairman. Well, we've been through a few tough times, right? Some, some economic meltdowns. We've been through a global pandemic, which had huge economic disruption associated with it. Well, what did the Fed do? What did Jay Powell's leadership do? He brought about this thing known as quantitative easing. QE, it was called. Quantitative easing, which is a monetary policy where central banks encourage economic activity by buying financial assets. And they do this in the open market to reduce interest rates and increase the money supply. Again, two really central tasks of the Fed. Trying to reduce interest rates and increasing the money supply. That should help. That should help in a bad time, right? So when rates come down, though, investors might be drawn to buy stocks 
to seek a better return. Lower interest rates in that bond, lower return. So they might look at stocks as a way to get a higher return. Now for companies, these lower interest rates might be a good thing. They might mean lower borrowing costs uh, for them and their business. Well, when times are tough, talking about the pandemic, certainly under Jay Powell's watch, but other times in history as well, the Fed steps in with monetary policy, just as I've just described. But if all they're bringing in is new money and increasing the money supply, this could be inflationary. So what did Jay Powell do? This is the role of the leader. And this is why this episode today is so important to understand what happened under Jay Powell's watch. Well, what the Fed did was to buy, and I'll put this in quotes here, bad debts that banks had on their balance sheets. And by doing that, by the Fed buying these bad debts, they were sort of cleaning up the balance sheet of these banks holding these bad debts and improving their balance sheets. But by buying that asset, they weren't putting new money into the U.S. economy. They were just now owning those debts and not the bank. So quantitative easing, this so-called QE, was not inflationary. But you have to be vigilant about it. And this is that role of leadership. The important role of leadership exercised by the Fed and its chairman, Jay Powell. Because what happens? Well, if the interest rates come down, which is one of the hopes of quantitative easing, you have cheaper money, right? It costs less to borrow. You have lower interest rates. And that's why it's costing less. Lower interest rates. Which leads to ultimately higher stock prices. The Fed went on then to buy mortgage-backed securities, so-called MBS. Now, unfortunately, many of us are familiar with the meltdown in 2008 as a result of really troubled MBS packages of securities. So Powell's leadership role here is quite pronounced. He has to ensure that there is an absolute quality to the work he's doing and a vigilance to his oversight so there is not a repeat. So, huge leadership challenge. Okay, let's talk about sort of what happens now. When you get these lower interest rates, there are a couple of things. One, that's effectively good news for companies. Costs less to borrow money. The stock price of that underlying company might also go up because its balance sheet is improved. 
less debt, less cost of debt, etc. Okay. But what are the mandates for the Fed? Again, Jay Powell's leadership challenge. The Fed has a dual mandate. Stable prices. Again, we don't want that inflation, but we don't want the economy going into recession. A very tricky juggling act that Jay Powell has to lead. But the other mandate is full employment. Now, here's a quote from Time Magazine that said that the scale and the manner of Powell's actions have changed the Fed forever. Because in so doing what he did to bring about monetary policy for the betterment of the economy, its stability, and its continued growth was to disenfranchise others. Well, how did that happen? Well, this is a real leadership challenge. You want to serve everyone. Absolutely. No question about that. But the only people that could buy a mortgage-backed security, could buy a stock in the market, are people that had money to do that. So the people at that lower end of the economic scale did not have reserve capital, did not have money to buy the stocks or participate in the purchase of securities of any type. And so... Time is making this point in their magazine article that maybe Powell was helping some at the expense of the other. And here's the challenge. If the rich are getting richer and the poor are not able to participate, this inequality in income, in wealth, in net worth just becomes larger and larger. So, as I said earlier, Powell's worked for several presidents, Democrat and Republican alike. He's registered as a Republican, but was appointed by a Democrat, Barack Obama. He now has been reappointed by another Democrat, Joe Biden. He really has been a consensus builder and a problem solver. Just as Heather Long's article in Who is Jerome Powell in the Washington Post back in 2017, she said it was because of those leadership traits, being a consensus builder and a problem solver, that Jay Powell was picked to be, and I'm quoting now, the nation's most powerful economic position. All right. So his past is interesting. His present is perhaps more interesting. Because what has happened is, as he attempted 
to recover the U.S. economy, and he has been quite successful at it. He had to go out and do this quantitative easing, this QE, without creating high inflation. Well, I think all of you listening know that we have experienced some high inflation of late, certainly in the last few years. Presently, it is coming down. So again, we go back to the role of leadership at the Fed, Jay Powell. He has been effective at reducing inflation by ratcheting up interest rates. What has that done? Well, he really has created this incredibly robust economy in the United States. The envy of the world, frankly. But he's done it at an expense. In November 2021, the Consumer Price Index reached 6.8%, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. That's the highest level in 40 years. 6.8%. So, the role of leadership at the Fed is absolutely critical. We don't want this rising inflation. We want the economy to be stable. The goal, 2%. 2%. And what does that mean? That means that there still will be some inflation, but at a much lower rate than what it was back in 2021. Now, depending upon which data source you look at today, the interest rates, the inflation rate is coming down and some would argue is at or near that 2% rate presently. So then what do you do? Again, another leadership challenge. And what Jay Powell has done is to say, I need more data. What I need to do is to be certain that this economy has cooled off to the level that we think it should, approximately 2%. And this is not a blip. This is not a momentary event. That the economy is stable and that we can do it in the context of our other mandate, which is full employment. Current data says that the employment rate right now is 3.7%. The unemployment rate, I should say. Yeah, so that's terrific. And if the 2% or thereabouts holds, it is likely that these 1 to 3 interest rate cuts will occur. But for now, the leadership position of j Powell and the Fed is to wait and see to confirm that the data is there to support what appears is happening. So it is a tricky, it is a delicate balance all the time to try to better understand how to manage the world's largest, the world's greatest economy. Of late, he's done this terrific job stock market 
at an all-time high. Unemployment at or near all-time lows. Anything under 4% economists declare is full employment. We're there. Okay. The history again of Jay Powell is interesting. He was nominated to the position and appointed to the Fed by an overwhelming majority of the members of Congress. He's reappointed by a similar overwhelming majority of members. But people still are upset because of the notion of inequality, that the rich are getting richer and the poor are not improving. Some people, Elizabeth Warren, was, for instance, the sole dissenting vote in his most recent uh, appointment as chairman. Donald Trump previously got very upset with him as the economy inflationary tone rose. Quantitative tightening, the opposite of the easing, of course, uh, was something that drew ire from then President Trump. So what happens here is the role of leadership of the Fed relies on some very important leadership core competencies, in particular, judgment and decision-making. Now, he needs to do some other things as well. And I'll clearly mention communication and team building, jump right off the page, again, as two other leadership core competencies that he has been quite effective at. He speaks, but he does not overspeak. He expresses his point of view, but does not provide conjecture. But he is guided, ultimately, though, by the strategy that he's employing in his monetary policy and his goal of full employment with when, how often, and how much he reduces interest rates. So the monetary policy, from a leadership point of view, is a hugely interesting discussion in this year, 2024. We are going to see, perhaps, j Powell act in a way to lower interest rates in 2024. We don't know when, we don't know how much, but I think he's really and truly convinced that the time has come. And what he has done to lead us through this rising interest rate cycle and back to full employment now may be followed by a lower interest rate cycle. So it's one of these things that is hugely complicated, hard to understand at times, and wondering just what the heck is going on. But boy, oh boy, is it important to our economy, not only domestically, but globally. And so the job that Jay Powell has, the leadership that he needs to bring to that job could not be more important. So we'll see how this plays out. But I thought it was important today to bring each of you this little update on where he came from, 
what's transpired. Understand a few of those terms and to say, I believe we have time now to envision lower interest rates and sustained low unemployment. A huge leadership challenge that Jay Powell is executing. Thank you, everyone. Really appreciate your tuning in. If you enjoyed it, please tell your friends. And for now, we'll talk soon. Thank you for tuning in to Dr. John Bedker's Leadership Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please tell your friends and, of course, please follow our podcast and subscribe. Thank you again for tuning in.